when we get down into it, all of us, I think, have some money shame in our past or something that we're not proud of that we've been kind of keeping hidden, maybe even from ourselves. You're listening to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast with award-winning digital strategist, author, speaker, and personal branding expert, Francine Bellaghi. Francine is on a mission to help purpose-driven entrepreneurs to position themselves as an authority in their industry, attract their ideal clients, and impact millions of people globally. Looking to redefine the life you want to live and your best life now? Welcome to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast. The place to be to hear inspirational stories of thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and Francine herself with practical strategies to get more meaning in your work and in your life. Make the money you deserve and lead a movement to change the world. Welcome to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast. I am your host, Francine Belley. We are continuing the season seven of the show where we are focusing on uncovering the money mindset and habits that prevents us from achieving what we want in life and how we can create new empowering habits. Well, today I'm excited to have on the show Jane Isadora, a transformational money coach who went from broke single mom to become a financial consultant making six-figure income. She helps people to their root emotional cause of why they struggle with money and work with their trauma. Then she teaches them what to do with money and how to achieve their money goals. Hi, Jane. Welcome to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast. Hi. Thank you so much, Francie. So tell me, Jane, in your own words, what you currently do. Beautiful. Okay. So like you said, I'm a transformational money coach. So that means I take a trauma informed approach to help people find the root cause of their under earning, their overspending, um, their chronic debt, you know, why they're stuck in their financial life. Um, and usually that expands to businesses. Most, most of my clients are coaches or entrepreneurs. And I find that once we get to those root causes of what's keeping people stuck with money, then they're able to move forward very, very quickly and then create the kind of income and abundance that they really want. Yeah. So I think that we're going to talk about those root causes because this is what I'm looking to explore in this series. Our root causes, where those root cause come from, you know, why are we struggling with money or, you know, even when we acquire that. How are we struggling to keep it? And uh, how are we getting into massive debt? I spoke to someone earlier who actually managed to get a, you know, 250,000 student loan, but still have managed to clear that after some kind of strategies that she learned. So how would you say, Jane, how do we get to this kind of emotional trauma that we have with money? How do we acquire them? Yes. Beautiful. Okay, so typically that happens in early childhood. Um, you know, our financial life and our attachment system are intricately combined. Like you really can't have one without talking about the other. And our attachment system is formed usually with our mother in very, very early childhood. So when we have an attachment wound, that later can turn into a money wound. 
Mm. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But before we do that, can you tell us what's your purpose in life? Oh my goodness, my purpose in life. So this might sound a little out there, but really when I think about purpose, I think about the poet Rainer Maria Rilke, who has this beautiful line that says, I want to love the world as no one has thought to love it. So my purpose is to experience love and freedom and connection with my higher power and to then offer the gifts that come with that. Mm, that's powerful, beautiful purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So tell me, what is one thing that people don't know about you? Oh, one thing that people don't know about me. Hmm. I have a lot of dance parties in this office. If I didn't have dance parties, my business wouldn't run. Mm, lovely. How does this party work? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, I use what's called Pomodoro time is a method of time management and focusing um, that I'd be totally lost without. Like I would just lose my focus. I wouldn't get anything done. Um, where you have 20 minutes of focus time and then 10 minutes of off time and then 20 minutes. So in that off time, it's really important for me to stay in a peak state, to stay in a flow, in a connection. Um, and the way that I do that, the vast majority of the time is just by putting on some music and dancing. Ooh, what's your favorite music that you put on? <laughs> oh, goodness. That's, that varies day to day. But usually it's something in the like Ice Cube, Biggie Smalls, <laughs> <laughs> something in the like 90s hip hop category. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so fun, yes. So Jane, so you use actually to go to the grocery store and pray your card will go through and you've been a single mom for 13 years and came from a background where no one talks about money. Tell us more about this. Yeah, beautiful, yeah. You know my background, I'm from a very large blue collar family where like most of us, I think growing up, money just wasn't a conversation that was on the table. If money was talked about, it was talked about in a stressful way, but usually it was just like, we don't talk about that. And I think that's a really, really common experience. And you know, our parents, like bless all their hearts, they did the best they could. They didn't have the tools that we have now, especially they didn't have the internet. So how that translated for me, you know, as a grown up, becoming a single mom very suddenly at a pretty young age, um, I just didn't have the tools. Like I didn't have a career. I was really just scraping by. I was a very, very low earner. Um, and I was terrified. Like the idea of the thought of checking my bank account terrified me. I felt like I just wasn't good enough with money. I was constantly doing the overdraft thing. I was so scared to look at my bank account that I would go to the grocery store and kind of do the tally in my head. Okay, I know I got paid this much and I spent this, so I think I can cover it, but I couldn't just open the app and look because it scared me so much. So I'd just be there, swipe in my card, like, okay, I hope I'm right about this. Like the humiliation that I faced at having my card declined was less scary for me than opening my bank account and just looking at the number. Wow, that is powerful. Did that happen to you once that you went into yeah. a grocery oh, yeah. store? <laughs> That's <laughs> <a little bit. laughs> Tell us about that one. 
<laughs> about having my card declined. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was still in my twenties back then. And I just would like make something up like, Oh, my deposit must not have come in or like, Oh, can you take some things off? Like, you know, it's, I felt such shame in those moments. And, you know, I think that the power of my practice is that I'm willing to go to those places of money shame, right? Of the, that fear. It's just not something we talk about. And when we get down into it, all of us, I think, have some money shame in our past or something that we're not proud of that we've been kind of keeping hidden, maybe even from ourselves. Mm, mm, mm. And in your case, where do you think that come from? Of course, at home, you didn't talk about money, but to be that scary about money, where do you think, <laughs> <laughs> where do you think that this came from, actually? Yeah, I think there's a variety of root causes, and I do, I've done a great deal of my own work, but you know, something like fear of checking your bank account is actually really, really, really common, and it stems from that, have I done something wrong, right? You don't want to open your bank account and realize that you've overspent, mm -hmm. and if money feels overwhelming, like if you haven't done the work around it, it's really common for money to feel overwhelming. And when we feel overwhelmed or ashamed, typically what we do is avoid. Mm -hmm. So if you want to stop avoiding money so that you can make smart choices, so that you can create the business and the life you want to create, then you first have to deal with those feelings of overwhelm and those feelings of shame and find out where in your personal history they might have originated give that part of yourself what it needed that didn't, that it didn't get then um, to resolve those and then be able to interact with your money in a healthy way. Mm, 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 mm. And then in that case, so what was the event in your actually story that made you think that now is the time for me to face those in a very serious way? Yeah, that's a great question. It wasn't one event. It was really a series. You know, my spiritual practice of becoming a yoga teacher, meditating, you know, working on like manifesting, like, of course, I just wanted more money and the secret was huge. I was like, okay, I'll try anything. Like if I can get more money, I'll try it. So trying all of those practices um, and working on the practical side of my money journey as well. One of my earliest mentors was a woman named Barry Tesler, who has a beautiful program called The Art of Money. Um, and she does a lot of somatic work, like the body and money. So I started really doing both of those alongside until eventually they dovetailed and came together into my practice. Um, so it wasn't really one event, it was just wanting more money was the trigger for me. Mm -hmm. That's good. If you are a purpose-driven entrepreneur, you've got big ideas and great vision, but your business perhaps doesn't reflect that, which means that you are putting all this work, your heart and soul into it, but you are not really seeing the return because nobody really knows who you are. You are not visible to those that matter the most. It doesn't have to be that way. If you are tired to live a life with no impact and are looking to position yourself as an authority in your field, attract your ideal client and impact thousands globally, book a complimentary 30-minute mini-brand audit session with me today 
at francinebelay.com slash audit. That's F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E-B-E-L-E-Y-I.com slash audit. This 30-minute call can radically change the way you see your brand and how others see it as well. I only have a handful of these free mini sessions each week, so book your complimentary session today at francinebelay.com slash audit. So, but did you actually, um, can you remember having hit a very serious rock bottom moment where you thought that this can't still go on like that? <laughs> the grocery store moment. It was the grocery store moment. That was the grocery store moment. Yeah. All I had to do was look at my bank account. Like that's yeah. all I had to do to know how much I could spend. <laughs> so that's wonderful. So, and then from then onwards, so then you get to these kind of new practices and then you kind of uh, understand how to make money or actually how, how did you get finally to get rid of your unhelpful pattern to adopt very new habits? Gradually and over years really um and the trick to that was i just kept learning from the right mentors you know i became very willing um and really i think what opened the door was hearing a conversation between barry tesler and hero boga where they you know talked about the sacred aspects of money and it really opened the door to like oh my goodness i've had this very strong spiritual practice that i've totally left money out of like i didn't even consider that it could be part of the same conversation and buying it it was like a 20 dollars course that talked about all of these emotional aspects of money and um then just started diving into the ins and outs of finance you know so much that i became a financial consultant like i really just kind of fell in love with it and it's not a one and done practice you know finance health having a healthy relationship with money um, and doing the healing work is like taking a shower or brushing yeah. your teeth, right? It's something you do every single day. Mm, 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 mm. You talked about this sacred aspect of money, what that is. Hmm. So I think, at least in my life, um, money is an aspect, you know, money, is, when you think about it, it's just energy. You think about like currency, like, it's just energy and almost like food, right? Like you can, you use food to get energy and you can use food in healthy ways and in unhealthy ways. Um, but when you think about energy, it's like, well, what's that energy for? Like, why does it exist? And the answer that I've come to, at least in my life is so that I can live my purpose. So that I can go to sleep at night thinking like I gave the best of myself today. Like I helped other people as much as was possible for me today. And I'm willing to do the same thing tomorrow and to be able to have the experiences, the things um, primarily for me, the experiences that are really fulfilling for me on a deep level, because I think our joy feeds our purpose and that can look a lot of different ways for a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. And you also um, have this kind of process where you actually help people with their financial trouble. 
um, as we said earlier, when you really heal the, the root cause of what they are struggling. Can you share very briefly how you go to the root cause actually in, um, in your process? Sure. So I, my work primarily involves the body. Like, you know, our challenging experiences, our wounds are held in our body. So when you have a, you know, like a symptom, like I'm under earning all the time, uh, and then there's gonna, always going to be a feeling that comes with that, right? So it becomes about like, well, where do you feel that in your body? Like, mm. and what happened? Then you can kind of dive in if you're with the right practitioner uh, in a safe place. You can kind of dive into what experience that maybe you weren't conscious of or haven't processed until now that's created that feeling, that's created that belief, that's created the symptom. Mm. And then you 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 do that uh, you do that online, right? So is it um, like Zoom? Yes. Yeah, yeah, via Zoom. Yes, definitely. Yeah, is it uh, um, something that you do in group or is much more like one to one kind of practice? Right now, one to one. Eventually, I'll expand into groups. And, you know, I have a course that I'm working on as well. Oh, that's wonderful. So uh, another thing uh, that will also help is like to learn to be a proper steward of money. Tell us about that one. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that um, we kind of take advantage. We, we not take advantage. We, gosh, the right word is just not coming. Um, we discount our, the power of stewardship. Right. And you can see that if you look around the earth, like stewardship is how we care for the resources that we're blessed with. Like we didn't do anything to earn a forest. We didn't make it. Uh, it's not there because we're special, <laughs> you know? but we have this power to care for it. Even if that caring for it is just leaving it alone and letting it do its, do it its own, do its own thing. And I think money is the same way, right? Like, we create money, but how we care for it is really going to determine how we feel about it and how we're able to create with it from then on out, right? Like how we're able to use it as fuel. So people talk about like financial management. I talk about stewardship, like it's a resource yeah. you have. How do you care for it so that it can propel your life to the next level? Mm, I love that word stewardship and then it can apply to so many things actually as you say you know um, it's it also having that feeling that you know as you say it's not that we are so special that we have deserved to have even if we have a lot of money but how do we make sure that we care about that and make good use of it whilst it's in our possession <laughs> and I think that yes is a kind of powerful word actually I love that the word of uh, stewardship and which kind of process do you take to help people to understand this actually you know how to be a good stewardship of their money do you have well, any process for that yeah absolutely so I think the budgeting is a very personal thing um you know I spent 10 years going deep into all kinds of systems I don't think there's a budgeting system that I haven't tried on my quest <laughs> <laughs> which right. one finally worked for you <laughs> I love 50 30 20. <laughs> I think Elizabeth Warren's budgeting book uh it's called I think your money or your life 
that might not be her book. I might be mistitling that. <laughs> it might be a different book. But Elizabeth okay. Warren has a beautiful money book okay. that is just so practical and so simple. And that was the one that I resonate with the most. But other people, you know, we're all so different. We have different minds and different ways of interacting with the world and different goals. So the work I do with clients and figuring out their stewardship is it just going to be so personal, like what resonates with them, what works the best for them? Like, is it a zero dollar budgeting system? Is it 50, 30, 20? Is it a combination? Like, is it an app tracker? And um, so that just is, I think, the beauty of working with a practitioner that's tried everything so you don't have to is that you're able to hit an effective solution for you more quickly. Mm -hmm. Yes, I get that uh, idea. It's uh, like a dieting, right? So <laughs> you can't have like a dieting for everybody. So it's kind of personal <laughs> to um, what, you know, what's your body type like me, actually. I've been to uh, a program. It's not even dieting. It's about a program to know your body type. And based on your body type, you know what's good for your body to eat rather than, you know, just following somebody else's strategy. And I love that, actually, <laughs> to personalize yeah. that too much hipness. <laughs> and then, you know, like food, if you have a dysfunctional relationship with food, there's not a, there's not a diet on earth that's going to work for you. Mm -hmm. If you have a dysfunctional relationship with money, there's not a budget on earth that's going to work for you. Mm, yes, yes, yes. All of them are so much, um, you know, um, um, how do you say that? Complimentary. Yeah, good. Are you feeling like you are all over the place and lack direction in your life, in your career or in your business and aren't sure what you should be doing next? You need to take the five day to discover your passion challenge to reset your priorities and reignite your life as I guide you over the five days to discover what truly lights you up so you can start living urgently doing what you truly love. You can access it right now at francinebelly.com slash passion challenge. That's F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E-B-E-L-E-Y-I.com slash passion challenge. Um, now, what about this law of attraction? Tell me more about the law of attraction, how it works in your, in your, in your practice. Okay. <laughs> Outside of the secret. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot I could say about the secret. <laughs> law of attraction has become really toxic in the spiritual community and the like manifesting community. Really? Why? Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's this idea that we can do nothing, <laughs> that we can say an affirmation, and then we're going to get a million dollars. And, oh my gosh, back when The Secret first came out, I had friends like, okay, I'm manifesting a million dollars in a month. And, of course, it didn't come. Like, the price, <laughs> the price check might show up in the mail. And they were surprised that it didn't turn up. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But I do think that we have really extraordinary powers of creation or co-creation, even if you want to involve like the greater intelligence. Uh, and those, I think it's natural for us. I think abundance is our natural state. I think being really connected to ourselves, to each other, to a higher power is just our natural state. Like if you take all the wounding away, you take any 
you know, toxic beliefs away. You take all the, all of that away. And what you have is an innate power to call in and receive whatever you need to live your purpose. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's what I really think the law of attraction is, is tapping into what lights up your soul, giving that, and then allowing yourself to receive all the support you need along the way. Mm, that's beautiful. <laughs> I love that. Yes. <laughs> so um, now can you tell us uh, how we can actually get into a, you know, living a rich life, regardless how much money we have? Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Because you can have a million dollars and be stressed out and feel really broke. You can have $5 and be happy and rich. You can have a million dollars and be happy and, ri and rich too. By the way. Yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> you, can have money the happiness. you can have the money and the happiness. Um, but I think that living the rich life typically comes before the money, mm, right? I, I think cultivating a state of gratitude, but more than anything else, you know, waking up every single day and asking yourself, what's most important for me to give today? Like, what do I want to offer the world today? Is going to create a level of satisfaction, a level of meaning, a level of gratitude, and a level of joy that cannot help but produce a level of abundance in your life. That's wonderful. I love that gratitude because it, it's really powerful. It's really one of the key secrets of success i think in life it's you know if you wake up you know in gratitude you know regardless what's going on in your life you know you are going to find some solution and you're going to obviously attract you know goodness you know and just by being in that state of gratitude i think that is something that i think that a lot of people talk about but not many people have really understood that power of gratitude and, um, you know, what really having these habits of being gratitude every single day, you know, just gets you out of a lot of trouble. <laughs> <I'll Yeah. say. laughs> absolutely. absolutely. And especially if you combine that with service, like, yes. you know, thank you universe or whatever your word is. Thank you, God. Thank you, spirit. Thank you, great intelligence. Thank you, love, for giving me the opportunity to help somebody today. Yes, 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 yes. And yes, because, you know, if I come back to the gratitude, obviously the service is, you know, the other bit of uh, success. You know, if you don't serve anybody, you're not going to get anything. But um, <laughs> I think that the gratitude aspect also is actually knowing that Whatever is going in your life, there is somebody else who is worse <laughs> than you as well. You know, having that, regardless whatever you are going through. So I think this is something, um, you know, that I myself do practice a lot. Whatever is going on, somebody else is worse off. <laughs> so, and be grateful for what actually you have. I think that is really, really uh, one of the key, key, key things actually to stay to stay focused and stay centered and keep going regardless what's going on so yeah. now uh, yeah go on Jane I was it's just absolutely I think that's so powerful and also I don't know for me gratitude even for the struggles right because even if it's a struggle I know it's going to make me better yeah yeah 
yeah, yeah. They say that we don't grow without struggle. I did interview somebody in my uh, uh, podcast, you know, I think um, five or six episodes from today, uh, who actually wrote a book called Struggles. Uh, he is one of a very successful CEO, um, a millionaire, but actually he learned all his lessons through struggle and he wrote a book called Struggles very very beautiful um you know soul and uh, you know how he's leading his organization uh based on the lessons that he learned struggles are our best friends but we hate that when we are we are going through it but in the end you know we learn so much more lessons actually <laughs> so um yes um so jay now let's go through this lightning round of questions Okay. Where I'm going to ask you um, a question and you're going to give me a quick answer. Okay. So when you travel, do you select your flight by the cheapest flight or by the duration? Combination. A combination. Okay, cool. So if you had just a laptop and $100 to start making money today, what would you do? Make an offer. Get online and make an offer. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of offer will that be? <laughs> coaching. It's always for me going to be coaching. Oh, cool. That's lovely. So what financial freedom is for you? Oh, the ability to give my gifts whenever and wherever I am. Cool. That's wonderful. And then what is your definition of meaningful work and meaningful life? Mm, something where my unique skill set and my unique talents and my unique experiences uh, combine to positively impact the life of others. Wow, that's wonderful. Well articulated answers. So Jane, do you have any last piece of guidance that you want to, um, you know, let our listeners know and uh, then we'll, you're going to share where we can, um, you know, find you and then we'll say goodbye. Okay, beautiful. Uh, I'm going to go back to your gratitude suggestion. I think the more you can imbue a spirit of gratitude in the way you interact with your money, open your bank account and be grateful for what's there. Even if it's a little bit, even if it's negative, you can always at least be grateful for the lesson, mm -hmm. right? And that gratitude will take you far on your financial journey and it's going to make it easier for you to learn. Um, you can find me at janeisadora.com. That's with a Y. It's Y as in yellow. Um, <laughs> I primarily one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, and I've seen my clients have just remarkable results. And I'd be honored to hear from anybody that feels called. Oh, that's wonderful, Jane. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your, you know, story with us. Um, it was really a great pleasure to have you on the, this show and on this series on money. Thank you very much. Beautiful. Thank you, Francine. My pleasure. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode. The show notes of this episode of the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life are available on my webpage, francinebelly.com slash podcast. That's F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E-B-E-L-E-Y-I.com slash podcast. With all the references shared on the show and other relevant resources as well. If you enjoy this podcast and want to show your love and support, Share it with your friends and colleagues on 
Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, wherever you hang out, because this will encourage me to keep bringing you an awesome show. So, and make sure that you subscribe to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all the app where you are listening to this podcast. So you don't meet any episode and leave me a five-star review as well because that will mean that a lot of other people can see this show and it will help me spread this message to many many more people so i will see you next week for another episode of this season seven until then dream act and make an impact lots of love